0: Hi, it's Rob West. Before we get to the podcast, did you know that you can live out your faith in your financial decisions with the help of a certified kingdom advisor? CKAs have demonstrated professional competence and a commitment to biblically wise financial counsel. And you can find a local CKA professional in your area by visiting moneywise.org and clicking the Find a CKA button on the homepage. With the economy as it is these days and the effect it may have on your finances, it's easy to fall into the trap of worrying. I am Rob West. We should be concerned about high inflation, rising interest rates, and the Wall Street roller coaster. But when concern turns to worry, that's a problem. I'll talk about how to overcome it today with Jim Newheiser, And then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Money Wise, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, we're excited to welcome our guest, Jim Neuheiser, today. He's a former financial consultant and a gifted author on biblical finance. Jim, delighted to have you with us. Thank you so much. Jim, uh, we're taking a peek inside your latest book. I love it. It's a 31-day devotional titled Money, Seeking God's Wisdom. And our topic today is on worry. Now, I should mention first that all through November and December, we're offering this devotional for a gift of any amount at moneywise.org. Just click the Donate button at the top of the page. Uh, Now, Jim, on day nine of your devotional, you hit on a subject that many listeners may be Experiencing these days, and that's of course worry, especially worry as it relates to money. So, what would you share with them?
1: Well, I so much appreciate that Jesus addresses very directly our worry when he says in Matthew 6 25, Do not be worried about your life, is what you will eat, or your, what you will drink, nor your body is what you will put on. And he goes on to describe how his God clothes the fields, he cares for the birds that our faith can be small when we don't trust our Father to care for us. And when I look at this passage, I'm particularly amazed because they're worried about food and clothing and just necessities. We're usually worried about our investments and our pensions and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So what is he really saying to his disciples and to us as well in this passage as you read it?
1: Well, when you get down to the famous verse 33, he's saying, seek First, God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And our calling in this life is to serve the Lord. And that can be through our vocation. It doesn't not everybody's a missionary or in ministry, but to fulfill the calling God has given us and then to trust that he will meet our needs.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's something fascinating about money, isn't there, Jim? In the sense that, you know, Larry Burkett used to say the way we handle money is the clearest indicator into what's going on in our lives spiritually. It's a tangible demonstration of where we've placed our trust. And perhaps when we worry, it's a sign that we're looking in the wrong place
1: for security and even peace, right? Absolutely. You know, when Jesus even chides his disciples, he says, Oh, you have little faith. And I think we all struggle with really being able to trust God, especially when circumstances are difficult, and you've seen your retirement fund lose a lot of its value and stock market and inflation, and you know, there may be responsible things we should do about that. Jesus also says in verse 34, every day is enough trouble of its own, but yeah. ultimately we have to put our hope in God and not in our investments.
0: Yeah. So what does it look like to keep maybe just one foot in this world, but focus on
1: what is to come, the eternal perspective? How do we do that, Jim? Paul said that whether alive or dead, my aim is to be pleasing to him. And I think just to focus upon loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that our mission in this life is to fulfill the course he's given us to run. Part of that is to provide and to be financially responsible, but not to make this life everything. In the preceding context, Jesus warns against storing treasure up on earth. Instead, we should be most concerned about treasures in heaven.
0: I love that. That's uh, the treasure principle. Uh, Let's talk about that just for a moment here in our final seconds together. I think there's something about holding what we have loosely and giving generously that breaks the grip of money uh, and really affects
1: perhaps this worry that we have. Is that your experience? Absolutely. uh, There's such joy in being able to support the Lord's work, the church, missions, and we are, that's an act of faith. We're expressing the faith Jesus says we lack when we say, I really trust God will provide for me even though I don't have this. And I trust my life will be better, maybe with a lifestyle reduction and uh, his work being done.
0: Well, and that no doubt will take your mind off the worry and put it where it should be on trusting the Lord for everything he has provided. Jim, grateful to have a few moments with you today. Thanks for stopping by. It was my pleasure. That's author Jim Neuheiser. His devotional, Money, Seeking God's Wisdom, is available with any gift at MoneyWise.org. We'll be right back with your calls and questions. Stick around.
2: Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal. But you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money, Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find powerful scripture and practical exercises for spiritual and financial growth. You can request your copy with a gift of any amount, which you consider a monthly or one-time gift by December 31st. Just visit moneywise.org/give. How should we as Christians
1: think about investing? What if we could invest our money in a way that aligns with what we believe? At Eventide, we believe it is possible to love God and love our neighbor in the very practice of investing. We design investments for performance and a better world so you can invest for the future with a sense of wholeness and purpose. We call this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at investeventide.com.
0: Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2300 verses on money and possessions found in God's word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000, 800-525-7000. All our lines are full, so sit back and enjoy. We have some great questions coming up. Uh, By the way, if you're concerned about these volatile markets that we're in and you'd like to seek a professional um, investment advisor or financial planner, consider finding a certified kingdom advisor, a CKA in your area. These financial, legal, and accounting professionals have completed rigorous high standards related to character and competency, pastor and client references, and they've completed a rigorous training on applying biblical wisdom to professional financial advice. All that goes together to give them the seal of approval for certified kingdom advisor. You can find a local CKA in your city. Just head to moneywise.org and click Find a CKA at the top of the page. All right, back to the phones. We go uh, to Idaho. Jen Lynn, thank you for calling. Go right ahead.
3: Hi, thank you for taking my call.
0: Sure.
3: Um, I have a question about life insurance. My husband uh, just had to retire because uh, he had uh, gotten diagnosed with prostate cancer and had the Uh. surgery and he was fine. But he did have to retire early because he couldn't go right back to work. Yeah. Um but we had a term life insurance policy through our county where we both work. Okay. And um when we went to port that after he retired, it was so expensive per month it went from thirty dollars and fifty cents a month through the county to when we ported it for whole life, it went to four hundred and ninety nine a month. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's before they they knew that he had had the cancer we hadn't gotten to that point because we hadn't uh, talked to them yet so my question is i mean that's definitely not something we can afford um our our insurance gentleman um that does our cars and everything they have a life insurance gentleman there who is looking into all the different policies he's looking into midland which um He said the issue is the fact that he had cancer. He never had to have chemo or anything, but they have all these questions. So in searching for a whole life policy, um, if something that we can afford is Globe uh, Globe Life Insurance reputable to go through? They don't do the um, exam or anything for him for a whole life policy?
0: Yeah. I'm not familiar with that company in particular. You could use look at their AM Best rating, which would be the most reputable rating service as to the strength of that particular company. Um Obviously, if he's going to need to go with that kind of policy where there's no underwriting, uh you're going to pay a good bit more. I would continue to look at whether there are other options. There may not be, but obviously different companies look at different medical conditions in a different way. And so they may, not be as, you may not be as highly rated with one versus another. Um, As to how you should seek out the best option for him, uh, there's a couple of options you could choose. One would be kind of an online life insurance search engine. Uh, The two that are probably the, the biggest are select quote uh, and policy genius, so select quote dot com policygenius dot com you can put in all the information and it 'll go out and quote it with uh, all the big uh, term life insurance companies uh, in this case, it would probably though be better to have an independent agent who's looking at it for you. It sounds like you already have one. If you'd like another to shop this for you, you could contact a certified kingdom advisor there in Idaho, uh, Jan Lin, and then ask for a referral. They would all have a life insurance agent that they use who would typically be not a captive agent, but somebody who's independent, who writes on lots of different uh, reputable companies and could help uh, you know guide based on the medical situation to the one that's the best fit. So I think those would be the best options options at the end of the day. If you have to choose a policy uh, that doesn't require medical underwriting, just know that it is going to be more expensive, but it still probably makes sense to pull away from the county-provided policy because either, A, there may not be enough coverage, and the key is to try to get the coverage you need, um, and then, B, uh, it does tend to get a lot more expensive when you separate uh, from the company, and so that's where having your own policy uh, probably makes a lot of sense. Is that
1: helpful? Okay,
3: yes. Yeah, so, I have a- retired yet myself, but I did pull away from that and not put any more money into the term life, but he's also looking at a whole life policy for myself also.
0: Yeah, I'd probably stick with term and just save outside of that and just get a term equal to when you all plan to retire uh, for you when you plan to retire. Because the idea is if you're saving for retirement outside of uh, an insurance product, you're probably going to do better over time in a tax-deferred environment with uh, investments not linked to an insurance company, which tends to be complicated and expensive. Um, But when you do that, hopefully you're building up enough assets so that when you retire, the combination of Social Security plus your retirement assets means that you drop your life insurance because at that point, you don't have a spouse depending upon you uh, you know, for uh, your income and vice versa, and that need for life insurance goes away at that point, which is why buying the pure insurance, the term insurance, with the proper amount of coverage for a stated period of time, and then saving and investing outside of that is usually the most effective way to go as opposed to an expensive whole life policy, which kind of combines the two, but the the mortality expense, the life insurance component of it, as you age, is obviously going to get more and more expensive.
3: Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I will definitely go through our person and otherwise <laughs> I'll uh, maybe go to Pinkerton here in Coeur d'Alene and see what they can offer us.
0: Yeah, and you can check those online quotes as well, select quote or policy genius. And Jan Lynn, we appreciate your call today. Uh, Larry's in Idaho as well. Larry, how can I assist you?
2: Yes, uh, thank you uh, for taking my call. I um, am a school bus driver. I uh, don't make a lot of money, but I'm able to. I'm 74. I'm still working. I've got a uh, um, 401k. Through uh, my school district, that uh, I am additionally putting into. And just the last, uh, since April, it has really uh, taken a beating. I've, went, uh, I've lost like uh, a thousand, uh, about $800. I mean, the percentage has gone way down. So there is, in the, it's a total return type fund where they put some money in bonds and stocks and has been really good, but um, this last three or four months has just gone way down. There is one little fun part of that fund that I could put it into, I could switch it over to like just a bank account where they only really pay like less than a percent, but it's safe, you're not losing anything. Yeah. And I wondered, uh, I'm gonna work probably another year and continue to contribute. Should I leave it there because I'm buying uh, uh, shares, per price.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, when you retire, Larry, would you start living on this immediately, pulling an income, or would you let it continue to grow?
2: I would let it continue to grow.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'd probably ride it out. We could have another down leg, but I think by the time you retire, and especially if you're going to keep it invested beyond that and even not pull any withdrawals from it, you've got a long time horizon here. So I'd let it recover. When it does, then that's the time to look at shifting the allocation. We appreciate your call. Hang on the line. We'll talk a bit more off the air, and we'll be right back.
4: Siri, what's the best way to save for college?
3: Hmm, I'm not sure.
4: Well, what does the Bible say about co-signing for a loan or investing for retirement?
3: I don't know that either, but you can find those answers on the free Money Wise app. Really? Sure. You can connect with the online community and get answers and encouragement from Money Wise coaches.
4: That sounds great. Siri, download the Money Wise app.
3: Got it. Learn Learn more more. at MoneyWise.org.
1: Christian Health Care Ministries enables believers to show love for one another by sharing each other's health costs. Through CHM's voluntary health cost-sharing programs, members uplift each other spiritually and financially. CHM is an eligible option under the Affordable Care Act and a Better Business Bureau-accredited charity. Interested? Learn more by calling 800-791-6225 or online at chministries.org.
0: Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2300 verses on money and possessions found in God's word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. We're stewards or managers of God's resources, and we want to be found faithful. So we go to the source, God's Word, and we say, what does the counsel of Scripture say about how we should approach our finances? We don't want to take our cues from the world. We want to recognize that it's a privilege to be a manager of God's resources. And as a steward, the uh, objective of a steward is to understand the heart of the master and manage his money accordingly. Well, that's what we're doing here, and so together each afternoon, We explore those ideas in the context of your specific questions, whatever you're dealing with in your financial life. Uh, Ryan Hansen managing our phones today, ready to take your call. We have several lines open. We'd love to hear from you. 800-525-7000. Give us a call and we'll get you on the air. Uh, Let's head to uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, Andrea, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Hi, how are you?
4: Thank you for taking the call. And yes, ma'am. basically, um, I'm just, you know, at the age of 56 and have seven grandchildren. Just want to be more responsible with managing my money wisely, you know, and budgets. I've never done that before, sir. And I'm trying to find the right resources because God has blessed me, you know, to be on this earth. And I feel like it was mentioned earlier that really to me the money is God's I mean if I could just do right I just know that everything else falls into place he provides for you
0: yeah yeah. Well, clearly, Andrea, you're trying to be a wise steward, as we all are, and you know that comes with seeking wise counsel. That comes with really trying to be diligent, but it begins with the proper mindset or perspective uh, on our money, which you pointed out is all gods, right? So that puts us in the role of steward, and then money becomes a tool. And I think the challenge is that if we take our cues from the world, we will first say, okay, what does it take for me to live? And we kind of work out all of our budget and our spending plans on our lifestyle and our you know needs and wants and everything. And then we say, okay, what do we have left over after all the bills are paid? And maybe I'll give a little bit and, oh yeah, I need to save. And well, I've got these competing priorities and how do I do that and you know as believers I think we approach it a different way we start by saying what's most important to us and we realize that uh, the way we handle money is a reflection of what we value you remember Jesus said where your treasure is there your heart will be also so it, it's that our heart follows our money uh, you know my son is uh, starting his senior year in high school and so we're starting to look at colleges well uh, once we pick a college and he lands on where he's going to go, and I start writing checks to that school, I guarantee you my heart's going to be in that school uh, because that's just the way it works. And it works that way with our giving and it works that way with anything we use money for. So we have to recognize that there's a connection between our hearts and our money. And uh, it's really a privilege to be able to manage God's money. And we want to do it in a way that reflects our deeply held values and priorities. So I think the best way to start is by, number one, praying and saying, Lord, give me wisdom as I manage your money. Number two, I think we've got to begin to, to uh, you know, capture our values. Where is God taking us and what's most important to us? And what does it look like in your mind to, you know, the giving that you want to do? And what do you want your lifestyle to look like? How much is enough? And do you want to live simply? And if so, what does that look like? And Uh, you know, what are your goals for the future? Are you trying to save to be able to, you know, buy a car or, you know, put a, Child through college or, you know, for the long term. And as we begin to define all of these things, then we allow our lifestyle to be put into that mix so that the lifestyle is not the driver of everything. And then we just try to take care of, you know, other things with the leftovers. So I think the starting point for you is really just to, you know, find out what it is you're trying to accomplish with God's money, bring some definition to that and then order your finances around it. Uh, now, a, a great place to begin if you don't have a spending plan would be to say, what am I doing today? Um, what are those things I get a bill for? What about the discretionary spending that I'm doing that I don't get a bill for? Eating out and clothing and entertainment and vacations, and then getting all of that in one place so you can evaluate how much you're actually spending right now, and then make some decisions. Because if what you're spending is running right up to the money that you have, meaning you're living paycheck to paycheck, well, that's robbing you of the opportunity to have margin that you can use to accomplish your other goals and priorities that perhaps are even more important to you than just the here and now. And at that point, it's really uh, the opportunity to say, where do I want to cut back? What changes do I need to make so I have more margin to be able to do the things that I really want to do? Now, you can do that on your own by just, taking 30 days, perhaps carry a little notebook around with you, capture every expense that you have and then taking a hard look at it to see, you know, what changes need to be made, or you could get some help. Um, we have coaches at moneywise.org that are folks that are trained uh, to do this with you. There's no cost. It's just their ministry. But we could provide somebody to come alongside you and help work through all of that, Andrea, uh, to get that spending plan in place and make sure that it reflects really uh, where you believe the Lord is leading. But give me your thoughts on all that.
4: You you nailed it, and I want to thank you. I've I've completed putting my two kids through college, so I totally understand what you were saying regarding your son. And I <laughs> I know I wish you the best of luck, you know, through his journey of of um getting his education. Oh, um, thank you. One hundred percent. Everything you said, I totally agree on, and I would love to receive any resources as well if I have to, you know. Email sure. or call.
0: Yeah, back. so just head Not to our, our website. Head to our website, moneywise.org, and click connect with a coach. And what will happen is we'll pair you up with one of our Money Wise coaches. They'll work with you virtually, probably through a Zoom connection, and just walk you through the process of understanding where you're at today and what changes do you want to make, and then what's the best system that's going to help you control the flow of money in and out. Because the budget is only as good as your ability to operate by that budget on an ongoing basis. And that's where we need to look at what's your personality and what's the best way for you to manage that money. Is it a digital envelope system or is it just more of a a budget that you establish where you track against it? We'll help you figure all of that out. And I think you'll feel a lot better in the end. Well, we're out of time once again, but we'll come back and do it all again next time. I appreciate your carving some time out of your busy day to join us here on the program. Remember, if you missed any part of Today's program, or perhaps missed a past program, or want to hear it again, you can do that and check out our program notes at MoneyWise.org or on the free MoneyWise app in your App Store. And if you enjoyed the program, I hope you'll tell a friend about it and then plan on joining us again next time, right here on MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.